rolling. You rolling? Mm-hmm. I'm rolling. You rolling? I'm rolling. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Chad from Real Life English, where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, el natural, or uh, what was the other thing I say? Fun, natural, and effective way to learn English. So download this podcast and listen to us while you're stuck in traffic. Walking your turtle, polishing your um, toenails, or going for a run. Going for a run. That doesn't seem as ludicrous as the other things that I have just said. I guess going for a run with your turtle. Okay. Hey, <laughs> who would win a race out of a hare and a tortoise? I'm going to put a place all my bets on the tortoise. Why so? Because everyone knows that slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> what do you mean by that, Mr. B? So that's an expression. It actually comes from the story of the tortoise and the hare. That I believe they bet that they each bet that they could win in a race, and the tortoise took his sweet time, and the hare went really fast. But then he kept getting distracted, and so in the end. The tortoise actually won because he was able to focus and make his way to the finish line. Exactly. And that is what we are all about here. Slow and steady wins the race. We're also pretty nutty, wouldn't you say? <laughs> I would say from the last <laughs> podcast we did together, yeah. Okay. So uh, just to put it out there, guys, if you want to sign up for our awesome three-part free mini-course... I'm not going to say too much about it because we always talk about it, but it is reallifeglobal.com forward slash nutty, and there you're going to get three awesome free lessons um, kind of uh, related to one of our awesome products, Fluent with Friends. So won't say any more, but it's pretty nutty. Oh, yeah. Why do we say a hare and not a rabbit? Aren't they two? Are they two different kinds of animals? I always thought Maybe that like a hare is kind of like a little bit lankier, like it's got longer limbs and and maybe a bit faster than like a little fuzzy bunny. Well, I don't know if it's that much faster if a tortoise can beat it. <laughs> <laughs> what about a what's the difference between a tortoise and a turtle? So turtles uh live in the sea and tortoises mostly live on land and I think the tortoises have, like, feet. Turtles more have, like, I guess they'd be kind of like fins. Yeah. So they're better for swimming. Okay. There you go. Well, uh, this is not an episode of National Geographic, so let's get <laughs> on with <laughs> with today's episode. You mentioned running and hares and tortoises. What's the dealio with today's podcast, Mr. V? Well, I had uh, heard this story about this guy... I've actually had heard of him before. He's quite famous uh, in Barcelona because he's from uh, near there. And he is an extreme runner. He's, he's famous for running in the mountains. He grew up in the Pyrenees between France and Spain. And he did a project, uh, or I should say he's, he's doing a project, in which he runs all of the, like a, a lot of the most iconic mountains in the world and doing first ascents. Do you know what a first yeah, ascent right. is? 
Um, is that just the um, – no, explain it to me, please. <laughs> first ascent. So to ascend something is to climb up it. So a first ascent is the first person who climbs up something. But he's doing the first ascent running of a lot of different iconic peaks. So I think he did Mont Blanc, which is like one of the – if not the tallest mountains in the Alps. He's done some, I believe, here in Colorado. And he just ran up uh, – this year, he just ran up Everest twice in one week setting a record for the fastest summit of Everest without any ropes or any oxygen in just uh, t- 26 hours. I didn't know you can just run up Everest. Don't you have to climb? Cause you obviously you can't. Climb. I can't, but Killian can. <laughs> oh. I don't even know if I said uh, his name yet. His name's Killian Jornet, and he's from, uh, he's from like northern Spain. Okay. <clears throat> that sounds like a pretty inspirational dude. It does. How... How would you train for that? Uh, I guess by running a lot of other mountains. <laughs> he's kind of—I <laughs> yeah. uh, think he's got kind of superhuman endurance. From, I mean, I don't—I don't think it's because of any natural talent. I think he just grew up doing this, and and he's got a really killer passion for it. And he actually—I mean, something's kind of important is I guess he tried to do it last year and he failed. So he he did it twice in one week because the first time he wasn't satisfied with his results and he's like oh i can do better even though he beat the record the first time <laughs> that is incredible yeah pretty mind blowing especially 26 hours you you think you would be just totally wrecked for you know a week alone to recover from that thing yeah right for him it's probably just kind of like a a walk in the park <laughs> what what's a walk in the park so we just say it's kind of like a piece of cake or another expression to say something is really easy. It's a breeze. It's a breeze, yeah, exactly. Talking about breezes, and you mentioned that he did all of this without any um, like surplus or, or any, any oxygen. Mm-hmm. So do you think he's doing some kind of breathing techniques, possibly the Wim Hof technique? Uh, I don't think he's doing the Wim Hof technique, but he might have his own sort of uh, breathing exercises he does. I'm not really sure, though. I've seen there, there's a documentary that they did about him or, or that he produced. I'm not sure. He also wrote a book, uh, if people are interested, and we can like post all this stuff in the show notes. Uh, but I think I just saw he's sponsored by Solomon. So Solomon has done some cool just short videos uh, about some of his his runs that he's done and about his project, which I believe is called trails of my life or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's just really cool seeing, seeing him like running up these mountains, you know, it's, it's really crazy. And yeah. I think sounds like, really interesting. We can post the Everest one cause you'll see kind of how he, he's running up it, but he also used like, uh, I think they're called like clamps or something. You know, those things that you use for climbing <laughs> ice that you dig into this, dig into like the ice and snow to get some traction so there were parts oh, yeah. where he had to use those sure like on, on just on his feet or on his was he ever on his hands as well yeah it's like the ones that you i'm sure he had probably special shoes for this too but yeah. uh it's the ones too that you dig in with your hand you know it's kind of like an yeah. ice pick oh i see yeah of course yeah cool man so you'll well, uh... people can see that uh in the video in the show notes which you'll I guess be at what reallifeglobal.com slash running. Yeah, let's just do that. Um, that sounds really interesting. So talking about the running side of things, you, yourself, you're a bit of a running guy. 
Got those little running shorts. <laughs> got my, <laughs> my European short shorts that turn heads in Thailand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's well aware of those shorts. And uh, I guess you're a bit of a running enthusiast. So it looks like today we're going to be sharing with you all some uh, vocabulary and expressions and who knows what else related to running. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm definitely no Killian Jornet, but I can talk about English all I want. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> I can, can run a marathon can you, with my English. Can you run a marathon and talk at the same time, though? Because that would be kind of hard. Yeah, a little bit. I do not enjoy speak, uh, talking or like conversing while I'm running. Definitely yeah. Like focusing on the, uh, on the trail, you know? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I remember I went for a run with my sister's fiance, mm -hmm. and it was kind of like the first time I kind of really met him. Like you know, back in Australia, he was he they lived in the UK in London, so you know he was visiting Australia, and he was oh, I'm gonna go for a run, and he invited me to go with him, and the whole time he was like like talking. I'm like, hey man, I can't. <laughs> You're a really cool guy, man, but I just can't talk. I can't talk right now. That actually <laughs> happened, uh, like uh, to me running in Belarusanchi when we were living there last year. And like, I think I was at the end of my run and I ran into the park and I ran into, so it's kind of a funny expression to use there. Uh, I ran into Roger who, you know, also used to contribute a little bit to, to real life English, another gringo living there in Brazil. And like, he's a pro runner cause he runs ultra marathons of like a hundred kilometers, right? There in yeah, Brazil. Yeah. And so like for him, you know, he's, I think he's just like warming up. I'm to the end of my run, so I'm pretty tired. And he was just like asking me all these questions and like really wanting to chit chat and stuff. And I, I was like, just, I was just like giving him like one line answers and like I feel like a kind of like a rude asshole, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's has such good endurance that he can just have like full blown conversations while running like really, really fast. Exactly. And his legs are like as long as like my entire torso. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right well let's uh let's jump into this man um let's go, just go through some stuff like i mean what's the most important thing you should do before going for a run so it's definitely important to do some uh spend some time stretching i know a lot of people like to just like throw on their shoes and go but that will lead to you know a lot of cramps sore legs getting a lot of lactic acid running in your muscles Hmm. What's what's wrong with lactic acid running through your muscles? It's uh that's what they say causes actually like having cramps and and soreness in muscles. So you can avoid a lot of that just by stretching, obviously. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. And uh, there's another term would say like obviously stretching and also to warm up. Yeah. So you might do like even some some uh kind of slow running around, or you might do like some sprints which is running as fast as you can. You, of course, don't want to ruin your endurance with that, but uh, that's sometimes I kind of like to start out my, my run by putting in some music that pumps me up and just starting by running fast and then going down to my normal pace. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, in, in Australia, we called this exercise uh, to do star jumps, which a lot of military dudes do <laughs> to warm up. Do you, what do you call them? We call them in the States jumping jacks. Jumping jacks. Yeah. yeah. So how would you have... explain that? 
that is when people probably know when I made the reference to like military, like in the army, it's like you have to do like 500 star jumps or jumping jacks, but it's when you jump up in the air and you kind of like throw your hands above your head and, and, and put your legs out, then you put your legs like in again. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of making a star shape with your body. Yeah, and kind of like jumping in and out. Yeah. Yeah, jumping jacks, jumping, um, uh, probably, uh, that's a pretty stock standard ec- uh, warm-up exercise along with the good old push-up and chin-up. Yeah, I guess the push-up and chin-up, not so much for running, but uh, I no. sometimes like to do those after running just so that I get mm. a little bit of upper body workout. Yeah, work the pecs and the thighs. Uh, <laughs> exactly, get ripped. <laughs> <laughs> cool um so what so after you've warmed up you've done your jumping jacks stretch a little bit what's next how do you prepare or what do you do during the running experience well then you you just run right it's just as easy as that <laughs> is that it <laughs> run forest run <laughs> uh <laughs> you uh... mm, sorry go on well, I was just going to say, so it's like uh, kind of important to figure out what a good pace for yourself is and to pace yourself because a lot of people, uh, myself included, I think before I got, I got like a GPS watch so I can actually see my pace. But I think like before that, a lot of times I would start out running really fast and then I would run out of energy. So then like the second half of my run, maybe I would be kind of like going at a really slow pace. So it's really important to figure out what's your pace, what's like kind of like a your ideal pace that you can run at and to pace yourself. Yeah. So when you're saying this word pace, you're referring to the speed in which you run. Exactly. So I think for me, pretty comfortable is usually around like five, uh, it's like a uh, five, uh, <laughs> Five kilometers per hour. I'm trying to think. That's right. Five no. kilometers an hour. That's no, that's slow, really slow. Uh, yeah, but it's five. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of it right now. It's early here. Um, it's probably. It's probably around ten. It's like ten. Yeah, it's more like ten kilometers an hour. But I'm trying to think of what it says for the actual pace. Because um, mm. they say. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm blanking on that one right now, but hmm. yeah, you figure no out, worries. you figure out what your, um, what your pace is or no. So, so I'm thinking of it in reverse. That's why. So it's like, uh, four minutes. So mine's like about five, five minutes per kilometer, usually a little bit less, like 445 or 455. That, uh, okay. is a pace that I'm, I'm able to hold pretty comfortably. And when I'm actually like training, I try to kind of set that and then you know every time that you go for a similar distance run you're trying to go a little bit faster a little bit faster uh average pace than in your previous run yeah i see that sounded very confusing but sounds cool i had a (laughs) just because i had like a train wreck in my (laughs) in my brain okay so what's some other uh vocabulary related to running i mean what's happening What's it called when, for example, you're you're talking about you can run a col- one kilometer every five minutes, mm-hmm. but if you can run that for a very very long time, you could say you have a lot of 
you could say you have a lot of endurance or a lot of stamina. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like Killian Jornet or our friend Roger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of stamina, endurance. It's pretty much the same word, right? I think so. Maybe the use sometimes is a little bit different, but because I guess to uh, endure means like is that can also mean like to tolerate in a different term. To endure yeah, it's like pain. to to tolerate pain. Yeah, not yeah. to you don't really endure people. You tolerate people. No, but exactly. But for yeah. like pain, you could you could use either of them. So I guess that's where the word endurance comes from when it relates to running because it's kind of highlighting the fact that it's it's a painful thing to do, you know. Your endurance means that you you push through that pain kind of threshold. Yeah. But the amazing thing the amazing thing uh to see, I was actually just talking about this yesterday cuz my cousin is in town and she's also um done some half marathons and and longer longer races, but we were just kind of Talking about that because, like, my brother and sister-in-law, they couldn't ever imagine doing that. And that's how I was, you know, a couple couple years ago. I couldn't imagine ever running a uh, half marathon, like, 21 kilometers. Uh, and I just did my first one last year. And it's just really amazing to see how, when you train, how kind of quickly within just a few months you're able to up your endurance. So mm. uh, I think it just kind of – it made me believe that I'm, like, uh, have the potential to do a lot more than than I thought I could previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's something that kind of spills out into other aspects of your life. You know, if you can endure the pain of running and commit to doing a half marathon, and when you do it, you're like, oh, yeah, man, I can do this <laughs> with a lot of other different shit too. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, that's what Bruce Lee said, didn't he? Something like that. Yeah. He talked about his uh, his martial arts training. Yeah, I think I think he did. He liked to use a lot of uh, metaphors like that. Yeah, yeah, love Bruce Lee. <laughs> so if you're uh, a lot of people might start running to kind of like get in shape, right? Mm. Yeah. Or because they're feeling out of shape. Yeah. So it's funny how you say to get in shape because it's uh it means to get it means to like lose it means to get very fit and exactly kind of muscular, right? Yeah. And yeah. if you're out of shape, then it, it means you're kind of like maybe you're getting a beer gut or something. You're getting a little bit mm-hmm. a little bit chunky and you need to little. run off some of those calories, burn some calories. Yeah, a little chubby. Exactly. <laughs> you might have some uh, extra love handles. <laughs> What's a love handle? Love handle is that, uh, for example, if a man or woman has like some little fat around their stomach, instead of saying like fat you might say oh it's a love handle because you know you can hold on to it like the handle of a handlebar of a uh, motorcycle or something like that yeah it's like it's specifically it's like the fat that's like over your obliques right like over your hips yeah yeah so it's like it's kind of like that particular part of the i don't know when people are a little bit overweight that particular part is like makes a very good handle i guess (laughs) yeah very easy to grab it also looks like a muffin top. It does, yeah. <laughs> muffin top. <laughs> What's a muffin top? Well, that's the top of a muffin. That people, it's a, it's not a very nice thing to say, but a lot of people refer to that same area of fat as yeah. a muffin top. It's kind of like when uh, someone is getting also like a little bit overweight, and they wear some tight jeans, and it kind of just uh, 
droops over the top of him, so it looks very much <laughs> like a it looks like a muffin. The visual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but never say that to someone because it is very rude. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yes, if you're trying to motivate them to get out and run, you might say, hey, you're getting a bit of a, a muffin top. Maybe you want to come run with me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. If, it's, if it comes from a good place, then use it. Exactly. The Real Life English Podcast will be right back. Are you frustrated when you cannot understand your favorite TV series in English? Do you want to use the same expressions and vocabulary that natives do? And would you like to laugh at all of the jokes without getting lost and without subtitles? Then trust me, you are going to love our revolutionary three-part mini-course. To learn more about how you can have amazing English with your favorite TV series, go to the show notes for this episode at reallifeglobal.com slash running. That's reallifeglobal.com slash running. R-U-N-N-I-N-G and sign up for free. And remember, with the show notes, you will also be able to learn the most important vocabulary from this podcast, access all the links we mention, and find the song we play at the end, and so much more. So, what are you waiting for? Go now to reallifeglobal.com slash running. Now back to the show. A lot of people, they get, I think when they first start running, when they're kind of like a, a novice, they get, and I think this is what uh, kind of attracted me to running because no one likes running when they start or hardly anyone likes running when they start. But mm -hmm. once you start to experience uh, what's called a runner's high for the first time, I think that's what kind of gets people hooked on the running. So not so much the actual act of going out for a run, but how they feel after. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess that happens just after any kind of, um, you know, extreme exercise, right? Like even going to the gym or doing some martial arts classes and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. so you get kind of an endorphin rush, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course I need to explain the term, uh, uh runner's high. So it's a, a rush of endorphins and endorphin rush. It's just a chemical reaction, chemical reaction in your brain i guess that makes you feel very very positive and um at peace euphoric right euphoric nice yeah. word <clears throat> yeah if you are uh, you had had your have you had your dose of running today i have not it's oh, so early for you it is quite early and i didn't want to get up any earlier <laughs> yeah for sure where are you at right now anyway I, I'm uh, in Fort Collins at my brother's house right now. Fort Collins. <laughs> Foco. Okay. So uh, we've, we've discussed quite a lot of um, running terms. Maybe just one last one related to the actual running act itself, which is, uh, this is a, an expression used not just in running, but a lot of other life experiences, is to hit the wall or hit a wall. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of people, we were talking about earlier that if you don't pace yourself, you might hit a wall. So it's when you kind of get exhausted and you can't continue anymore. And yeah. this often happens, especially when you're a novice in running, you don't really know how to pace yourself. Then you might get a little bit too enthusiastic at the beginning 
uh, you know, whether you're outside or you're on a treadmill and you might kind of hit a wall and not be able to, and need to kind of stop and walk. Yeah. But then you might get a second wind. You might get a second wind. That's a great expression. What does that mean? That is when you, for example, hit a wall and you feel like all your energy is gone and you're about to give up, but then you get a sudden burst of energy and you yeah. call that the second wind. Yeah. And I found that happens a lot in running. Like for me, it takes about the first five kilometers and then I kind of like, uh, I hit my stride and then I kind of feel like I can almost continue forever, you know? What do you mean by hit your stride? So I kind of like get into the, we've talked about like get in the role of things. I kind of get into the role of, of running and then, you know, I, my uh, probably endorphins kick in and everything. And so it just kind of helps mm -hmm. to propel me forward. Nice. Cool, man. Uh, I guess. So, the, um... and I thought we could kind of, with the bit of time that we have left, so we've talked about some good vocabulary for running. Uh, so if anyone listening to this is thinking about getting into running or is already a runner and just doesn't really know how to speak about it in English, hopefully that'll be useful. But maybe for the people who don't run or who are not that interested, there are many, many expressions in English that use the word run, even though they're not necessarily related to running, that I thought we could just fly through some real quick. Let's run them down. No, that makes no sense. Let's, Let's run, just... <laughs> run through them. <laughs> yeah, okay, run through them. Sure. Um, number one, running late. Yeah. So were you were running a little bit late this... Well, for you, it's evening this evening? Yes. It just means I am late. I'm. Oh, sorry, man. I'm running late. How about we just use it in an example and just quickly explain what it means? That's even better. Yeah. So I'll just say... Hey man, sorry, I'm running a little late today. Can I? Can we have lunch half an hour later? Yeah. So I think that's pretty obvious what that means, right? That you're just you're late, and we use the yeah. term running for some reason with that. Yeah. Cool. Next one is to run out of something, Mister V. So I just ran out of milk. Can you get some more at the store? All right. Means that the milk has finished to run out of something. Um, similar to running late to be, um, running behind. Yeah. So right. that, that means late, right? Not necessarily. Cause you could just say like, I'm running behind on a lot of my projects at work. Mm hmm. So it means more so Which that you, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, it means that you are doing it quite slowly. You need to speed up a little bit. Yeah. You need to catch up on, on your work. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, next one. So the next one is dry run. So to use an example, you might want to do a dry run before you have an interview for the new job you want. Cool. So a dry run would be more like a, a practice, like to practice something before you do it. It's more like you, it's not just practice, but really act it out and pretend you're actually doing it. Like if you're an actor, you might do a few dry runs before you actually do the the real rehearsal or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'd say it is like a rehearsal. It's it's before the real performance, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so uh to run around in circles. Yeah. Uh so to run around in circles, uh so you might say that I feel like 
in the U.S., people are always running around in circles because they do a lot and never get anything done. Hmm. Yeah. True. So it means you 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 don't kind of stop to smell the roses. You're always just running around and being busy, but you never actually. You're just so busy that you you don't really accomplish that much. Yeah, it's kind of like a false productivity or something like that. Yeah. And we might also yeah. say a very even more visual way to say this is to run around like a chicken with its head cut off. Have you ever heard that expression? I have. <laughs> Do you know what it comes from? Um, probably an actual chicken with its head cut off. Yeah, because they say that sometimes when you kill a chicken by like cutting its head off, it still, I guess its body is still alive for like uh, several seconds. So I guess mm. sometimes I've never killed a chicken, but... <laughs> <laughs> and I don't condone doing this at home or experimenting with this at home, but uh, apparently they can continue running around for a few seconds after you already cut their head off. That happened to me with a uh, cockroach before I think I chopped yeah. it sick. You know? Yeah. Uh, so I might yeah. have to start saying running around like a cockroach with its head smushed off. <laughs> smushed <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I didn't really cut it off. <laughs> okay. Um Run errands? So to run errands, an errand is, well, I'll give an example first. So uh, I have to run some errands, and then I'll be home in about 30 minutes. Mm, yeah. Run errands just means to do random daily tasks, like pay some bills, get some groceries. Exactly. And we might also say kind of like running around town, to run around town, which just means that you're going to various places around the city where you have to do these these different kinds of chores so going to the store going to pay some bills going to the post office anything like that yeah um the fr the refrigerator is running <laughs> yeah is the refrigerator running you better oh, go catch yeah. it <laughs> oh, he puts a joke in there <laughs> it's like the <laughs> lamest joke of all time uh, <laughs> So the uh, it's kind of a strange collocation, right? That we use "run" sometimes to mean, like, is it functioning? Is it working? So when you say yeah, it's like, is literally is the refrigerator running, or I guess figuratively, is the refrigerator running? Is a collocation? It would be like, is it working? Is it is it turned on? Uh, yeah, but, it's more like uh, it's more related to the motor. Like a motor runs. Is it the collocation we use the verb "run" with a motor? Like the car's running. Yeah, you're right. You say a lot, you know? Because you wouldn't really say, like, the computer's running, right? No, no. It's definitely an auto automobile. It's a, a motor. Yeah. But I think you can say, like, run a piece of software, run, run like, some code. Oh, yeah. Can't you? Sure, sure. But that's why... Uh... That's, um... Go ahead. I think that means... Oh, no, I, yeah. You, you can definitely say that, yeah, to run, to run a program or something like that. Um, but, uh, I was just going to say, um, I think, uh, everything has a motor. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of an exception, but you know, like the gen to run a generator, to run a uh, motor, I think you can, the truck motor is running stuff like that. You can always use run. Yeah. And, uh, that's why there's the joke too. Like, is the refrigerator running? Then you better go catch it. Like, uh, cause you imagine the refrigerator actually running away from your house or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That joke's even lamer when you kind of explain <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Okay. Run of the mill. 
run of the mill might even do some uh connected speech there right run of the mill so it's uh it's just like a kind of expected standard normal sort of thing right so you'd say um she's just your run of the mill ear nose and throat doctor <laughs> is that Seinfeld? I, I don't think so, but it's I have no idea why that popped into my head. Uh but it just it's like that's the kind of thing that there's nothing really special about her. She's just uh you know, nothing to I think we've we've another expression we've used before in the podcast is like nothing to to write home about. Hmm. Yep. Just your run of a meal breakfast cereal. Yeah, exactly. And I wasn't I was kind of curious what that comes from, but I I uh, couldn't really see that. Hmm. Yeah. Let's just um. I mean, we could Google it, but let's just leave it without knowing. Yeah, leave the podcast with a little bit of a uh, mystery. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, we're too reliant on Google now. We have to know everything. We can be <laughs> satisfied with not knowing. You know. You always have the person like when you got to eat or whatever that. Someone says like, "Oh, I wonder when they're like out with their phone, like looking it up, you know, right yeah, away." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, running a fever. So that's like another another col- just like collocation with running. That uh, if you have a fever, you could say someone has a fever, but you could also say they're running a fever, which means that yeah, they're it's... they're really hot, they're sick. Mm. Could also be uh, maybe. It's not the same derivation, but um, to have a run when your nose is running. Yeah, that's true. We didn't have that one on here. When your nose is yeah. running, it means that like you're you have kind of like mucus, a lot of mucus in your nose, and it's. Uh, I guess it's maybe kind of comes from the adjective runny. Like you can have runny eggs, which means that it's kind of liquidy, right? So yeah, yeah. With that, it's more like you have a runny nose, or your nose is running because. The mucus in your nose is more uh, liquidy than normal. <laughs> Beautiful as imagery. To a, as opposed to a solid booger. Exactly. That you just yeah. pick. <laughs> exactly. Those boogies. I like uh, <laughs> this. The, the, I don't know if you've ever heard this in Australia, but uh, just since we're talking about noses, you can say you can... Uh, you can pick your nose, you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your friends' noses. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> uh, something I'll something let, I'll uh, let you pick my, my nose, mom man. used to say when I was little when I was little and I and I uh, picked my nose, my mom would sometimes say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh let's get a wriggle on here. So um get a wriggle. So you, you said uh, slow and steady wins, wins the race at the start of this uh, podcast, and it doesn't actually have the word running it, but it is relevant to running, right? Exactly, because you run a race. Yeah. <clears throat> I think we already explained that pretty good, though, right? Yeah, yeah, we got that one. So, um, to run a tight ship. So, does your mom run a tight ship at home? Um, my mom runs a tight ship. So it's basically, I, yeah. I think that comes from, uh, so run can also be like to manage something, right? So like you run your yeah. own business uh, or you run a, like a lot of times Store. a franchise, he, run, he runs like seven McDonald's in the area. Uh, mm. So run a tight ship, I think that comes from a captain of a ship. 
basically, they don't allow a lot of laziness or silliness uh, um, aboard their ship. Yeah. Yeah, it's very well managed and organized, and everyone's scrubbing the deck and doing everything, and it's crystal clean, uh, pretty clean. Yeah. That's not the right collocation, crystal clean. <laughs> I meant to say crystal clear. Crystal clear, yeah. Spot, uh, Maybe you could say clean as a whistle? Clean as a whistle. Clear as a bell. So, uh, run a tight clear ship. Mud. Just so people don't think that it's just on a ship that you can use that. It's, it just means to have a lot of attention to like the rules when managing something. So if you say someone runs a tight ship, it means they run it pretty strictly adhering to the to the rules. Yeah. And uh, how about we finish off with this last one? Well, I mean, we have to finish off with it because that's time and this is the last expression. So she's going to give you a run for your money. So give someone a run for their money means that uh, they're going to give you kind of a hard time in like a competition or something like that, right? Yeah, it's kind of competitive for sure. Yeah, so you could say like uh, Uber is really giving taxi drivers a run for their money. Mm, yeah. Could I also use it if I said um, like I just bought a new car and she's, it's going to give me a run for my money? Uh, I would probably doesn't doesn't uh, make sense, does it? Not Is really. That... I would think something. I would think that you meant something different by that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Me too. It means like it's gonna. If if I mean, I'm not sure if this is actually even the correct way of using it, but I think that would be more inclined to the person would be inclined to think that it would be a very good car and it will last for a very long time. Oh, okay. I thought it would mean more like it's gonna grab you by the ankles and shake. Like it's a, a gas guzzler, so it's going to use up a lot of your money. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I think I was using it wrong anyway. But the run for your money seems more like it's competitive. Like, um, uh, I'm not sure if you know, but um, the uh, fight between um, between uh, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather mm-hmm. has been announced for like I think it's August the twentieth. Oh, yeah, I think I actually heard about that the other day. Yeah, so I think, you know, they're, it's a boxing fight, not a UFC fight. So it's definitely uh, going to be harder for um, for McGregor, but I think he's going to give Mayweather a good run for his money. That's a, that, that's like the perfect use of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on that, on that note, are we going to uh, one, two, three, ah, uh, yeah, them out of here? Let's do that, man. This has been a great podcast, and I really enjoyed it. We really ran through it. No delays. We did. Yeah, we are running a little late now, so we, sh- we should better uh, run off. Yep, I got to run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. All right, you do the three countdown for three. All right. Three, two, one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nobody knows the last 
Ooh. 